Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have my friend David with me. David, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. I'm doing well. How are you, Anthony? I'm all right, you know. So me and David, how do we meet? We met through uh, our Sung, buddy. Yeah, we met at a Korean barbecue restaurant. Sung. Yes, and then after that we went, I believe it was Arena. We did. Yes. But you and I, we're like the both in LA right now. Cause you, we were both temporarily like migrating. We were both migrating in LA. In LA for short term. We both have short term apartments in LA. Yeah. So. And you, we're both Canadians. Yes. So you're from the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast. So it's kind of like uh, serendipitous that, you know, all the Canadians kind of got together and met in Los Angeles. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely wanted to bring you on the show and just, you know, hang out with you and just see how it's going, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, That's man. So you're from Vancouver. How how did you like Vancouver growing up? Well, I've lived in Vancouver from since I was ten years old to eighteen. Right. And I guess like growing up. Oh, you, you didn't know, grow up there. No. So yeah, actually, the first ten years of my life, I was in Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. But like, I identify much more as like Canadian and all that. But, because um, you had your uh, childhood, I guess, in Canada. I guess, and like you know, when you're like less than ten years old, you forget about a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. So how was Vancouver then growing up? Uh, growing up, I didn't do too much. You know, I like any other Asian kid in America, you know, your parents push you to study. Right. You know, you studied a lot, a lot of like, you know, SAT classes and all that. But uh, my major hobby back then was like, you know, I love playing hockey. Yeah. Watching eh? it. So it was also why like I'm kind of right now I'm kind of pursuing that dream, you know, trying to not obviously not as a player because that's way past the window. <laughs> but like maybe like in some like management or some, you know, business business capacity that I could possibly work in professional hockey. So it's, it's kind of crazy because um, other than you and my buddy Philbert, and I have some other friends, like I know no Asians playing hockey. So you guys growing up playing hockey, this must've been very interesting, right? Like were you the only like Asian kid? Well, no, I think it's kind of like, like any Asian kid growing up in like SoCal or anywhere else in the US. Like, yeah. you know, you follow your basketball team, you play like pickup in like your community, uh, your yeah the outside but once you know you go off to college you know you have your you know set careers you know you yeah. become banker engineer doctor like that right so canada's kind of same thing right like most of the asian kids i grew up with they're like in they're lawyers they're doctors yeah but i know like a couple who were like hey i really like the sport i was immersed in growing up and yeah I pursue it so actually i was just connected to an alumni from my high school okay five years older than me He's actually the video coach for the LA Kings right now. That's oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So, but you start playing hockey when you're during like high school and whatnot? No, actually my first exposure to hockey was when I was still a kid in Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah. Like there was like some like Canadian camp or something that came over and, and like for hockey practice, like, I don't know if you know, but um, like a lot of them are like five, six a.m. It's like right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I've seen that. And I'm like, no mom, like, I don't want to go. Like I want to like, you know, stay home. I'll play soccer yeah. and whatnot. That's what like kids in Hong Kong do, right? Yeah, play yeah. Soccer. That's like the sport. And mom's like, no, no, no. But we'll go one time. One and, time. And like at time, I can, I can even skate, right? Yeah. But like being able to like hold a stick and then like shoot the puck, like that was pretty cool. I'm like, all right. Like I, I guess like back in the day, like 5 a.m., like shit was tiring, right? Yeah. Like think of like if now after like whatever shenanigans we're doing in LA, and then we have to wake up at 5 a.m. Then no, no way, that's impossible. <laughs> okay, so then you did hockey through high through elementary school or through yeah through elementary school okay when i moved to canada i played right. a little bit more and then yeah around like when i was like 14 15 yeah that's when like all the white kids started to like bring much bigger oh shit and then, like that's then, also then it's the like same. harder right exactly and that's also when my parents were like oh you know college is coming up yeah start studying you know we gotta oh, shit. get like that whole package of resume you know we want that straight a's to go to college kind of oh, so fuck. Didn't really so, too much okay and so then were you like a really good student then? That means it sounds like you were, I mean, you guys were forced I mean, like, to study pretty hard. I had the good grades. Oh yeah. Right. But let's say the amount of effort I put into getting those grades was much harder than some of the other Asian kids. Oh really? So I, I, think, I was horrible as a student. Yeah. I think if I didn't have my parents' influence, I would right. just have been like a, just a regular student, you know, have yeah. some interest outside. I probably would have like, I definitely would not have gone to Berkeley where I was an undergrad. I probably just gone to like UBC. And have a <laughs> job right now. Yeah. You just shout on all the UBC students. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you have a lot of uh, UBC uh, followers? One of my cousins actually went to UBC. I, I've, I've never been to Vancouver. So oh, yeah. I don't know shit about Vancouver. Uh, I have a one buddy, Randy, who's a, a good friend of mine. He's from Vancouver. 
And uh, he doesn't have nice things to say about Vancouver. He loves Toronto. I fucking hate Toronto. <laughs> no lie. I guess that's a common thing I found. Like people, they typically where they're from. They don't like. They it, don't right? like it. They want to yeah. like move and expand. Which is why, for me, out of all like the like seven to eight places I've lived in my life, yeah, I know for a fact the place I want to go back to least is Hong Kong. Really? Yeah. Fuck, but Hong Kong's so much fun. You don't like it, eh? Hong Kong is fun as a tourist. I tell that to everybody. Right. Yeah, that but makes if sense. you want to work there, like. As an employee. Any, let's say like if you grew up in the US or Canada. Yeah. And if you want to go to Hong Kong to work, you're working like in finance. Right. I don't see any other reason why. There's you nothing go, else right? there. Yeah. And the people in finance in Hong Kong, it's just like, it's such a huge bubble. You know? Is it? It is like, you're just interacting with the same people. You're doing the same things every week. Right. And you never really immerse yourself in like, let's say the local Hong Kong culture. Right? Really? I don't think so. But okay, so you're talking about the expats, right? Because most people in Hong Kong, they don't, they're not really like workers. Like they're not really like knowledge workers, right? Like like sure. on Gaolong and, and stuff like that. Like mostly it's in Hong Kong Island, you're going to have all the expats that are exactly, like yeah. going out. But there's culture there for that, there isn't is. it? But also like for me, I don't really consider myself like a true Hong Kong person because one, uh-huh. uh, I live half my life in Canada or half my childhood in Canada. Right. And two, like my family was like pretty sheltered from like the Hong Kong culture itself. Oh, so like a lot of it is like friends of friends that I meet in different right. kinds of places. That's how I knew how to you know immerse party myself in, Hong, in Kong? Hong Kong or party. Yeah, sure. Okay. The funny thing, like until I was sixteen, because I still went back like twice a year. I didn't know how to take the MTR. Oh, what the hell? Like my family just never took it. But you know, like living in any big city in Asia, right? Like you have to take the subway. Yeah, that's how yeah. you get places. But like I, I didn't, and so, then I just made a choice. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna be in Hong Kong for a while. You know, it's something I gotta learn myself. So, how did you guys get around though when you're living in Hong Kong? Yeah, so like my family, like we have two cars. Okay. And then, like the driver takes my dad around, and then like whenever I need to go, Bowling! I kind of went there in <laughs> taxi. Yeah. <laughs> did you feel like a scrub taking a taxi then at that point? <laughs> Normally, when I took a taxi, I felt like a drunk ass coming back from LKF at that, like 3 a.m. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Wait, so which part, which like, I guess, is it station or how do you feel describing Hong Kong? Okay. So By station, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the MTR station that was closest to where I live is Central. Okay. I do and, yeah. So, and then, and I'm sure you, or you and yeah. your listeners have, some of them have been to LKF. Right. There's like a hill that goes out from LKF. Oh. I live like on the top of the hill. It's called mid-levels. Oh, okay. Yeah, my yeah. cousin lives there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he goes out quite a bit. <laughs> oh no, no, no. She, she's a, she's a, she's an entrepreneur. She, but like, she's a family up there. Okay, good but for her. I, I remember I went to visit her, and um, I was like, she's like, oh, do you want my driver to, you know, drive you back to, you know, her uncle's place? Because I was staying with him at the time, and I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll, I'll take a cab. I'll take a cab. So then I, uh, <laughs> I walk outside, and I thought, oh, we should be easy to get a cab. Nope. I think like where she lived, like you walk like one minute out, it's the entrance of the highway. Mm. I'm like, oh fuck. So I was just standing there and I was like, cabby, please come get me. Please just hope you flag a cab. Because yeah. I was like, it kind of, it's kind of, there's no sidewalk. Because like by the time, like it'd be embarrassing to go back and ask like, hey, can I actually use your driver? Right. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, she wouldn't mind, but yeah, I was just like, just, like I was already too far. Right? Like, I was already too far out. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. That's a nice area. I, li- I like the mid-levels. It's very inconvenient though. It is. It like is. I would much rather like live like maybe not central because it's expensive, right? Right. But like along the, the blue island line, like if you go east right. a bit, they're like like Kennedy Town? Yeah, something like that. They're right. affordable. I mean, I say affordable in quotation marks, but like compared to where else in Hong Kong. Yeah. But if you're like living in Hong Kong, you're like being a banker, you have that salary. Like there are like places they that make are close. a lot. I'd say less than what they would make in the US. Is it? Because okay. So I looked at the average expat salary because I thought about moving there. I think the average salary is 280K US. So if, as an expat, so let's say you work for a bank here and they say, oh, you want to go work in Hong Kong. They'll give you that much plus living expenses. Like mm. they'll pay for your rent. I'm like, that's a fucking deal. Yeah. Can you imagine 280? Like you go to LKF every fucking but night. I wouldn't take it though. <laughs> no, that's you the wouldn't, thing Because eh? I don't like living in Hong Kong. Really? I'd rather stay in like America or Canada. Have you worked over there? I have for... Well, I did a few summer internships there oh, yeah? and also worked one full year in my first year out of Berkeley. Wow. And that was the worst year of my life. I hated it. But that's because you were kind of like, this isn't like a rite of passage to be grinded. Like, were you a math guy? Were you? Well, in Berkeley, I was doing a business administration degree. So like okay, standard. BBA? Yeah. Right. Or no, just 
undergrad, yeah. Okay. And then a lot of my friends, they stayed in SF. They did banking. Yeah. Typical, yeah. And then some went to do the big four, you know, accounting, auditing. Okay. That kind of stuff. I know, like, it's, it might be a low salary, but, like, I don't mind, you know? Like, oh, uh, you prefer lifestyle. Lifestyle, for sure, yeah. And then I was being lazy <laughs> my senior year, you know? I didn't go to classes. Okay. I, I, like, put in work, like, maybe, like, three hours a week tops. Three hours a week? Like, doing, like, homework, studying, recruiting, like, all that work. Like, three hours tops per What week. were you doing the rest of the time? I mean, what Partying? other senior kids do. I don't know what they do. I mean, yeah, sure. Like, some partying, you know? Yeah. It went on spontaneous trips oh, like, really? during, during the week. Yeah. Nice, nice. And then, so like without the recruiting, right? I was yeah. like, oh, like the default, I can always, you know, go back to Hong Kong. Right. Work for my dad. So you kind of like, you kind of had that in your mind. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I have a fallback. Just like coming to the US, you know, like yeah. sure, to get a good education. But a big part of it was like the college experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you want to maximize on that, I guess. Exactly. Got yeah. it. So how, what was campus like on at Berkeley? Because like, some schools are known for partying. I yes. don't really see Berkeley as one of those. No, it's not a big party school for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, there are, like, we do have a frat row. Oh, really? But, like, after freshman year, that was already, like, very, you know. Minute? It's, it's Yeah, it's boring. It's not my lifestyle. Like, oh. much more fun is, like, we have a big group of friends, you know. We go to right. this apartment. doesn't have to be nice, like, where you're living right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's some, like really small apartment but there's a table we bring in a folding bp table rage cage you know we drink the cheap alcohol what is rage cage flip cup stack up oh oh like, like, you know, like drinking like, games you go in a circle and then oh. you try to bounce the ball oh i've cup. never played that well we can always play that this weekend well i have the beer pong cups right there <laughs> beer pong's always ready oh yeah yeah that's crazy okay so you guys just play a lot of drinking games drinking through games and university. also like because like it's a close part of we know each other. Yeah, yeah. So like we also do like, you know, like never have ever's, you know, like I like but, that. You know, you learn more about people. Yeah. And, yeah, it's but fun that way. If you guys okay, if you have a close group of friends, like we play that recently. Like I feel it's a Hong Kong thing. Really? Because a lot of my Hong Kong friends started playing that. Like I've never played that prior. And what then do you guys play in Toronto. We don't play drinking games. We go to clubs. Like straight to the club. Like since 19. <laughs> That's all we've been doing. Like, I don't really do much house parties. And we go to house party, everyone just holds a drink. So we started playing Never Have I Ever. But, I mean, it's fun. But, I mean, at the same time, that was because of COVID, right? Like, right. if not, they all want to go to a club. So for me, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I played that. But at the same time, it's like, do you, like, don't you guys, like, know everything about each other at some point? It's like, fuck, what can I, I say? I mean, like, my best know? friend, right? Like, uh -huh. his name's Albert. Like, uh, I, I think I know everything about him and he knows everything about me. Uh-huh. So like even like we say like oh we play these games we have to be truthful right yeah. like there are like certain things like if it's ass yeah like, I'm like okay you don't have to tell the truth it's kind of like understood right uh, I'm sure like some you, do. you and like your best friends right yeah, like, yeah even like you're willing to say like oh you know I'm truthful you know like ask me anything I'll tell you anything <laughs> there are those like you know one little tidbits like you can't let anybody else know right so so is it like the goal of the game to get that person so wasted that. They can, they will tell the truth. I don't think it's like a goal, but you know, like when you're getting more and more drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the back of your head, you're like, oh shit, if it comes to it, I'm will I be it. able to like, you know, oh. remember the social, the social and whatever else consequence oh, of yeah. saying that out, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the fun part, right? Like, yeah, but I feel like these trip with drinking games are very much like part of like Hong Kong culture. Okay. Like my uncle, he used to party even when he had a kid. And like my cousin would tell me, she's like, in LKF, they would play um, pretty much drink till you puke. So everyone has a bag wrapped around their neck. And that's, that's the game called the game. I mean, who pukes that was first. probably like a, a few decades ago, right? Your uncle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like 70 now, I think okay. almost. Yeah. yeah I, in all my times in LKF, I have not seen a group wearing puke bags. Okay, yeah. No, no. He's like my, like, that's like 40, 50 years ago. Right? Well, not 40, not that long. Maybe like 20, 30 years ago that they were like in that mode, right? So, right. yeah, I mean, it, it's cool, right? Like, that's good though. Okay, so Berkeley was kind of like chill for you. Um, Well, the first couple of years, right. right? Like I was still in that mentality of like, you know, work hard from high school, right? Okay. I carried over. Oh. But like the big difference now is like, you know, mama's not around. You're like, yes. Right. And I think because uh, right now I love my mom, right? Right. But growing up, just me and her, like, she was very hard on me. Like, oh. made sure, like, like, she wouldn't even let me, like, you know, watch a hockey game on a weekend or, like, on a weekday. Because, really? Because, like, school. But I'm, like, you know, I finished, like, all my homework. You know, I studied. So, it's, like, growing up in high school, like, I very, 
like any sort of freedom that I could get. Right. I always like try cherish to cherish it. it. Right. Uh. And then when college came, you know, maybe let's there was too much freedom. Yeah. On yeah. weekends and whatnot. But I still studied a bit. And then when I graduated and moved back home, right? It was like jail. With my dad and my mom. Because whatever mom is, my dad's like five times worse. Oh, really? And then it's just like I had all this freedom for the past four years. And now it's like right back to high school. I was oh, like, fuck. oh, like you can't, you, know, you gotta come back home at this time. You know, where are you going? You know, yeah. like, why aren't you spending time with us? And oh. it's like, it's like, sure, I'm not like, how do I put this? I'm not doing anything that's like bad or wrong. Right. But just having to explain my every move as just like, it adds up. It's tedious, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and, like every over Asian. the course of a few months, it just builds to a breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think every Asian kid growing up had that feeling and even like so for me I was kind of different for me like I would say I was highly unmotivated growing up unmotivated <laughs> unmotivated okay I'd never studied and my parents no matter what they tried they could not get me to do it like I wouldn't say I was stupid because with like I would procrastinate in the last like four or five hours I still do like okay grades you know but like it's obvious like I could have done better mm-hmm. um I just didn't like for me there has to be a reason for me to work hard so if you say to me okay we're gonna build a rocket ship okay now I want to learn about all the ways to build the rocket ship versus if someone tells me oh we just want you to learn about it but you're not gonna do anything with it it was like well fuck it Right. I'm not motivated in that sense. Right. Yeah. Like, like building, doing this whole podcast thing. I learned a lot because I have to learn, not because like, oh, I'm learning for the sake of learning. Right. Which is ridiculous. And also like in high school, like we were pushed, like I say we as in like the Asian community in yeah. America. Yeah. We were pushed so hard to, you know, we have to get straight A's. We have to play piano or violin. Oh, we gotta shit. We got to do this. We got to do that. But like. For what though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like sure, like maybe to get into like college world, but like the piano violin part, that's another part. Like growing up, I was level eight piano and all that. Oh, wow. But since I graduated high school, I promised it? I would never touch another piano again. Because wow. like, I hated that process so much. It's, it was just me and my mom, we had so many arguments over my piano. Right. And Did you break the piano? <laughs> like, I punched it a few times. <laughs> I've know? done that before too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean- don't you feel like, okay, there's one thing I always had in my mind is I did piano too, but I stopped at level five. And I felt like if I was allowed to play songs I liked, like if you had sheet music from like pop songs or whatever song I was like popular at the time, right. you would enjoy it much more. For sure. Like that, that's how I felt. Are right? you playing like fucking, what, what, what's an old like Bach or whatever? I don't know. One of those guys. From yeah. yeah. And you're just like, you know, I don't really care, you yeah. know? It's not as exciting as like playing like a song that you know. For sure. And also like why just piano and violin, right? Yeah. Why can't guitar. guitar be like, or a saxophone or something? Why can't that be like an okay option right, for, right. Your, for your parents, right? But I mean, so you have, piano is considered string instrument, right? Technically. Okay. String percussion. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. So, okay. So, but can't you use those skills now today to learn guitar? I mean, sometimes I, I'd be thinking like, it'd be cool yeah. if I wanted to play guitar. But yeah. I guess there's only so much energy that you have to like put into motivation to do certain things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess there are just certain things I'd much rather do or uh, other things you want to do. Than, yeah. Then learn a new instrument. Okay. So then hockey, hockey was kind of like your thing, your outlet then against like your parents is sounds like they're pretty controlling <laughs> yeah controlling is kind of play. an uh, understatement yeah wow damn so then then um after that all that you're like how'd you break away then because like it seems like your parents would put you on a path to become a banker or something else so funny enough my dad is actually the one thing he's pretty liberal in is education oh really like my sister she's studying uh she studied criminology or something yeah but you'd be a lawyer one of my other sisters she actually lives in vancouver and works at a groomer for dogs oh really yeah because she loves animals wow and my dad he allowed me to take my master's to study sport management with the hope that you know i could do what i like so did you uh go back to berkeley for that no, so after I worked for my dad for one year, I took uh-huh. a leap year and spent it in SF and oh, traveled nice. Europe and all that. And then during that time, I was applying for grad schools. Uh-huh. And then I actually went to Massachusetts, at UMass Amherst. Okay. Because they have a very good hockey or I would say sports program there. Right. But they also had a Division One hockey team that okay. I could intern at. 
Oh, wow. Because sports is very connection-based. Right, yeah. And there's no other way I would know how to like Break get my into foot in the it. door. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So that, that was a good strategy then. Um. Well, yeah. yeah. It was uh, actually funny enough, the two schools I was accepted to was uh, UMass and Columbia. Oh, shit. Right? Like from an Asian perspective, my first instinct was like, how do I pass up Columbia for this other school? I know. Right? Columbia is a great school. Right. And then the thing is, uh, Columbia was a three-year program. Oh. And UMass was a one-year program. So it was, like, it was a no-brainer at that point. Right. So if I had chosen Columbia, I would have spent the past year doing online classes. Right. I still have, after this summer break, I have one more year to go. Damn. Right? That'd be a long time. Right now, I'm just recruiting, you know, for actual full-time job. Yeah. Because yeah. I did my unpaid internship during COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's because I think when I, when I met you, you told me that you were coming out of Florida, too. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I did my internship. Oh. I worked with a minor league team in uh, Jacksonville. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, if you asked me like two years ago where I would be, I would never have guessed that place. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like Boston then? You're Boston, right? Um, So Amherst is about two hours drive west of Boston. Oh, shit. So I didn't go to Boston too much. But right. um, during the summer of COVID in 2020, uh-huh. that's where I lived for a few months. Right. And I can honestly say, aside from Boston sports teams, it's my number one city to live in. in really? Yes. Wait, wait. Am- Amherst? No, that- no, 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 no. Boston. Oh, Boston. Boston. I was like, what? Amherst, I mean, why would you go there? <laughs> no offense. Great program, great school, great people. Great but people, but. <laughs> it's all farm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Have you have you been to Ontario? You mean Toronto? Yeah, well, Toronto, Ontario, the I've been to Toronto schools. for two days for a conference. Oh, okay. But I have so many friends there. They always okay. say, like, go visit, go visit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Waterloo is a farmland too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of like that. That's it's about the people you meet yeah. in college, honestly. So you think Boston's better than LA? In terms of connecting it, yes. Or for NHL stuff? Oh, no. no. I think so just in general? Just living. Really? Like whatever, whatever career, yeah. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a first, actually. Yeah. I think your buddy Sung is in Boston now. Yeah, when he was uh, going, he was so worried. He was like, wow, like the people in Boston, I don't know, they're like kind of racist, you know, it's cold. I just told him like, you know, like, sure, like Boston people might be more like outspoken. Right. But I feel like the people on the, I wouldn't say East Coast, like Boston in particular. Right. They're like more genuine. Oh, yeah. I can say the same thing for Florida, right? Right. Sure, you drive around there. Uh, I don't know your listeners, politics, whatever, but you see it's like fine. Trump flags. You know, oh, make really? America great. Like that's, if I take a 30 minute drive, I guarantee I can see one. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. But the people I meet there, like whether they're white, black, Hispanic, yeah. a few Asians, they're all way more genuine. And I know like they actually like me as a person, no matter my skin color or whatnot. I feel the same thing about uh, Canadian politics and American politics. Like that's a difference that I've noticed after spending like two months here. And, you know, us as Canadians, you know, we can, I can kind of say that, you know, you know, me and you have a good understanding of it because we've seen it and you've right. actually lived down here longer than I have. And I feel like Americans are just blunt with their racism. Like racism or perspective or whatever, there's very blunt. I agree. You know, Canadians are just like, we're a bit wishy-washy. We beat around the bush a little bit. Right. But deep down, we have the same fucking sentiments. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that that's crazy, man. And so you spent how long in Jacksonville then? Uh, I was there from November of last year, 2020. Okay. That's when my internship started. Right. Until recently in June when I came down to LA. For oh, the summer. shit. And how is it there? Like, like, so did you see any racism or anything like that? Did I? Actually, yeah. So oh, the really? first game I worked at. Oh, fuck. Um, because like there was like a obvious mask mandate for the games. Right, right, right. And there was this uh, one white lady and then she wasn't uh, putting on her mask. Always a white lady. <laughs> and then my supervisor, who was very obviously ethnic, like Indian or South Asian. <laughs> okay. He went up to her a couple times. Oh, and like, fuck. He said, man, we've asked you a couple times already to put on your mask and we've seen you take it off. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to ask you one more time. Yeah. And then the leader's like, but other people are also not wearing their masks. Right. And he's like, well, like, it's my responsibility to, um, to tell people that I see, I can't keep my eyes on everybody. Yeah. And she was like, you're just being racist. So this white lady <laughs> is telling this brown man oh, that Karen. he's being racist for following policy. Right. Oh God. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, that was like my one instinct. But I'm I mean, like, he she wasn't being racist towards him though. Like she wasn't be like you. Blah, oh no, blah. like rever- playing the race card as a white lady. Reverse, yes. reverse let's, racism. Let's call it that. So I was like, huh? Okay. Is this what Florida's like? But no, like at least for Jacksonville, like the people are very nice in general. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when you say Jacksonville, I always think of redneck. It, it technically it is the deep south, or not the deep south, but like the American south. Really? Yeah. So so it's. It's like, is it all swampland there? I, again, I've actually never been to Florida. Yep. Actually, I have as a kid, but 
you know, you don't remember that shit. So um, it's all swamplands, crocs. Um, there are swamps. Yeah. And funny enough, Jacksonville is, I think, the biggest U.S. city by area. Right. In the 48 states. So you need a car to get everywhere. It's possible. There's no public transit. And downtown is small. But other than that, like, I don't really, like, take my time to examine point A to point B. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm yeah. always just in a car. Like, on You're just, like, driving just A to point, B. Yeah. Don't even look at anything else. Exactly. That's okay. And for me, there's not much places I need to go. Just go to the rink, go to my friend's house, and go to the poker room. Okay, so you spent some time in Jacksonville. So, I mean, who'd you really hang with when you were down there? Um, so in our intern group, there was about 20 of them. Uh-huh. And I hung, we had a close-knit group of like seven to eight. Uh-huh. Which is like, it's kind of bad in a sense that like you're making a click out of like one third <laughs> of the intern group. But I mean, like, it's just like we had similar interests, you know, like we like talkie. Yeah, yeah. You know, we like. Well, I hope so if you're there. <laughs> well, actually, no. Funny enough, only me and one other intern knew how to skate. What? Really? A lot of people, a lot of the interns, they've never been on ice. They've never been to a hockey game. They're just there because they're local students. Oh. And they need some, you know. Experience. Experience in sports. Got right? it. Got it. But, okay. Like, honestly, I learned to skate, like, two years ago. <laughs> and I'm you're a, Canadian. And I'm Canadian. I'm, like, the worst fucking Canadian. <laughs> I hate it because I always used to fall as a kid. Right. And it pissed me off so much. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Fuck it. So then like went to Vietnam of all places. <laughs> My friends were like, let's go skate. Yeah, I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I learned it there. So now I can skate. That's a pretty cool story. Like as a Canadian, you learn your skating in Vietnam. I learned my skating in Vietnam yeah. of all places. And I'm in Vietnamese. So I was like, what the, what the fuck am I doing with a skating rink over here? There was people there doing triple axles. I was like, how are people here doing triple axles? I mean, those people are probably in Tokyo right now at the Olympics. So, Well, she, she definitely didn't look like an Olympian, all right? She just looked <laughs> like an average like person having a good time. I was like, this is mind-blowing. I don't know anyone who knows how to do a triple axel. I knew maybe one guy that I used to work with at the bank and went to high school together. He knew how to do triple axel because he was actually like semi-pro, you know? So I'm just like watching people. I'm like, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> but that's cool, man. So you you spent some time in Jacksonville and now you're in LA. Are you going to stay here for a while then? Um, So I rented out this apartment yeah. in K-Town until August 31st. Uh-huh. And my main goal here is just recruiting online. Okay. But, you know, while I'm here, I'll hang out with Anthony. You, I'll yeah. hang out with your friends. <laughs> and I'll have a good time on weekends, right? Oh, fuck but yeah. um, once it comes to that, if I still don't have a place to go, I might go to SF for a bit. Okay. The Bay Area. I have an uncle who lives there. Nice. And I also got my college friends who I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So I'll do that. And then, yeah, like basically for the past year, my life has been on a month-to-month basis. So it, it would be okay. nice to find some stability. Yeah. It's okay. I feel the same way because um, like I used to run a company, right? And after that fucking went tits up because of COVID, um, I've just been pretty much like doing this kind of like the same thing as you, you know, kind of like trying to figure out what I want to do next, you know? So I, I know that feeling. So is there a specific team that you're targeting though? I'll take anything. Somebody really? please hire me. <laughs> well, if your buddy works at the LA Kings, why are you asking for a hookup? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like connection, right? All right, like, right, and right. I, I just met him last week. Oh, I reached shit. out to the high school LinkedIn group. Right. And just like looking for some alumni connections. Save me somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool if you work for LA Kings. Yeah. Like, but if you had to pick a team, which one would you want? I mean, you got to go back home, right? Vancouver Canucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So what do you think of the Leafs? The Leafs? I mean. Be very honest. You probably have some followers who are. Uh, it's okay. I, I, I like pissing people off. So I mean, uh, you guys haven't really won anything since like 1967. I mean, as Canucks fan, I can't speak too much. Yeah. But, uh, you guys at, are close. At least I've seen my team win a playoff series. Oh, shit. There's probably some of your friends who have not seen the Leafs win a series <laughs> in their lifetime. So so um, before I flew out, I think it was the finals, right? For... for um, finals or for the Leafs the Leafs were the in Leafs like, finals usually the first round yes yeah they, the first round they kicked out right so um all my friends all my Hong Kong friends are all Leaf fans except for Randy so everyone's like yeah we're we're like your Leaf jersey like I don't have a Leaf jersey I'm just gonna show up as is and then Randy showed up in a Canuck jersey I, I like everyone Randy. yeah <laughs> Randy's a funny guy um but yeah pretty much like everyone was so hopeful I was like guys that's a Toronto thing everyone's really really hopeful that we're going to win, but we do not have that track record. 
So then the, the Leafs are just, then like when the Leafs lose, everyone's like, ah, I'm just like. Like the Leafs what? is actually a good team. They have good players. No, I but, feel all Toronto teams have really strong players. Yeah. Well, with the Raptors, they know how to get it done. But well, it was only one time. It was one time. <laughs> hey, that one time is enough to last a lifetime, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they have really good players, but somehow, I don't know why, like, they just do horrible. And then when they go to another team, again, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not really a big follower. Yeah. But when they go to another team, they fucking kill it, don't they? Um, I think it's just the players that need to show up, they don't show up. Really? And they just sometimes like in overtimes of deciding games, oh. when they can finish it out, they just choke. Yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. were up three one in the first round. All right. And games five and six both went to overtime. Oh shit. So they were at two points in their season where they needed one goal to move on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And both times they lost because of a horrible mistake. <laughs> so it's like there's something going on in that I, in I that, just don't know. In that team. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how did the Canucks do? This year. Uh, I mean, we didn't we make the playoffs. Ah. Hey, but at least last year we won two series, which oh, yeah. is more than the Leafs have won in the past 20 years. Fuck. Has it been that long? I think their last series win was 2004, if I'm oh, not fuck. mistaken. I, I think when we were talking about that, it was kind of funny. It's like, can you imagine you stayed with the Leafs since 2004, you start your career, and then you're ending it off ever making it no, past? Nobody's ever stayed that long. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the fans, they stay long, right? Oh, the fans love it. Yeah. I, like, you never really hung out in Toronto. So whenever there's like a Raptors game or like the Leafs, it's like, I live right beside the stadium. Right. It's a fucking shit show. And for some reason, Toronto thought it'd be a great idea to put like more of those amenities closer to each other. So there's like Blue Jays would be here at the Sky Dome or Rogers Center. And then the ACC or now Scotiabank Arena will have um, like the Raptors or or like the Leafs and they would play simultaneously. So you just complete shit show and people would be standing outside for hours in the rain or whatever. So watch this one big screen. I was like, man, the TV's right here. Yeah. <laughs> But if if it's ever the fi- like the actual finals, finals yeah. I would go downtown. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Oh man, like when when during when they're when they were on their series like win for the Raptors, it was like it was like havoc everywhere. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy and it was fun. Like so, where I live literally is where on university, so it's where that's where the parade usually goes. Oh, the parades, yeah. So so I literally saw the parades. Yeah. So we stood like I thought, like, okay, they're down the street. They'll be here probably in half an hour. So I stand outside, four hours pass by <laughs> before it comes across. I was like, okay, all right, I'm going back upstairs. Yeah, I heard um there was a shooting in the Raptors. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, which one at the parade? The Raptors uh, championship parade. Yeah. Not surprised. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. There's, <laughs> there's guns in Canada. Wow. Toronto has so many shootings. Like it's actually quite a bit nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But Vancouver, I heard, isn't like, like, because we always hear, okay, okay, Vancouver has like the squeakiest clean image. Image. Right. But, and then my, Randy's like, nah, man, there's like needles everywhere, bums. I was like, oh, shit, really? It's like a very like sectioned off city, right? Okay, yeah. Obviously. Like LA. Like, right. So okay. like you have the areas like Shaughnessy, like the whole street, like 30, $35 million homes. Okay. And then you drive for like 20, 30 minutes to downtown east side, go through Chinatown. Yeah. I remember one time I was a kid, I went through there with my parents because they had some business there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was so scared. Really? I was, I was Wait, scared. this is downtown? Oh, not downtown, but like Sorry. Chinatown. Oh, Chinatown. Right. Because what, that's wrong with where Chinatown? all the homeless people really? and all the junkies congregate. Right. Why? I guess it's probably easier to sweep them all in one area. I guess so. Chinatown. I mean, like in like the proper downtown, like sure, there's like one homeless person per block. Right. <laughs> Everyone's got their corner. Right. But like, they're like, I guess they're pretty respectful. Like they just really? sit there and like don't harass anybody. Not like in Oakland where they come up to you, right? Okay. Oh, so you spent some time in Oakland too? Well, like in Berkeley. Oh, Berkeley. Yeah, Berkeley. Berkeley's in Oakland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So wait, and what do you do in Oakland? They come up to you? A lot. Yeah, a lot of them oh, come scary. up to you. Like, and then like if you don't don't say anything, you know, they might get aggressive. Really? So like, That's scary. You, you have to learn like some blanket statements. Yeah. Like, like they're like, "Yo, do you have any money, bro?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, no, I only have credit. Thank you." <laughs> have a good night you know just be polite be respectful have you tried speaking chinese to them <laughs> that might actually be a worse outcome really these days right oh, like shit with, with everything oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah, yeah yeah with covid everyone's like on edge and whatnot right. damn that's crazy man so i guess oakland's like kind of like a a more scarier part of uh that you've stayed in <laughs> one time uh me and a group of friends we were road tripping back from la okay to berkeley 
Oh fuck! On the way, we stopped at uh, this Chinese restaurant uh-huh. in Oakland, and we came back. The car was smashed, and all our bags were gone. Are you serious? Like, after a week long trip, so like all our shit was oh, in there. Oh fuck! Yeah, damn, that's fast. Yep. And yeah, I guess you didn't have tinted windows or anything. Um, no. I guess oh not. fuck! Yeah, it was a rental car, I think. Oh, it was a rental car too. Yeah. Okay, so so basically, was it like parked out front of the restaurant? You could see it, or no? I guess parked like one or two blocks away. Oh, that's so Street far. Parking, yeah. Oh, fuck. But hey, now it's a lesson learned, right? Now, whenever I go anywhere, you put everything in the trunk, you know, nothing. Oh, was it? In the, you had a trunk space. It wasn't like a hatchback or anything or a minivan. <sighs> I think the thing was like, we were in LA for a conference. Oh, So fuck. somebody hung their suit on the back. Oh, no. And then it was one of those, like if you smash the back, like there was a latch that you could pop the trunk from inside. Oh, oh fuck. Right. Yeah, that's scary, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause I think I'm bringing my car down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, like now, like use your common sense, right? Like, even if you park in a like a parking structure, like make sure yeah, yeah security, yeah. like cameras and everything, right? So, like, like that's one thing I guess we never had to deal with as Canadians growing up, right? Like, no. you don't have to think about oh fuck, someone will smash my car, like. Because every time I come down here, everyone always says that to me. They're like, oh yeah, you got to be careful. Someone's going to like break in. I was like, really? Because again, I never had that happen. Thank God. Knock on wood. But that's fucked up. Right. <laughs> oh my God. And like the way they do it is so fast that they're not like, you know, people looking to feed their family. Like they do this. As they're professionals. Right. Yeah. Like shit. Did you, how, how, when was this? Like, this was in 2015, I think. Oh, okay. So, like, you guys pretty sure didn't have much, nothing too expensive in there. Well, I like laptop. Oh, fuck. Stuff. But yeah, that, that's annoying. I mean, like, money can be replaced, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no Like, I think, like, some, somebody lost their camera. So, oh, like, you got memories there, right? That's the, yeah, money. yeah. That, that, that's the biggest pain in the ass. Right. I had my phone stolen in Korea and, um, in Korea. In Korea. Wait, that's like the last place I would expect to be stolen. Yeah, the cabbie stole my camera and I'm usually pretty good. I was telling my friend about this. I had my battery pack in my front pocket. You should put my phone there. Uh, and so like when I got out of the car, I was like wasted. We were 40 bottles of soju in at dinner at dinner and we're about to go to a club. And I was like, okay, I think I have my phone. I get out. I'm like, wait, I don't. And the guy just drove off mm-hmm. and my phone ended up in some part of China the next day. Wow. By morning, it was in, uh, uh, I forget which, which city. It was like the neighboring city that's like on the border. Right. Yeah. And they try to get into my Apple ID account, but I'm not stupid. So it was like, I'm like, you know, fucking password. Yeah. I ended up having to nuke the phone. So then it became a paperweight. <laughs> right. But it was the biggest pain in my ass for 24 hours. Right. Especially you're abroad, you know, you got like, you're abroad. Documents. Yeah. And I couldn't get back into my place. I couldn't find my friends. I only knew like one place to go, Itaewon Station. That's where we were yeah. staying at the time. Big mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I got back there. I was literally have to wait for five hours when my friends come back because there's only one key at the Airbnb at the time. It's fucked. But yeah, I know that sucks. And then my pictures didn't get backed up. So we had photos from the night. Like usually you have to be on Wi-Fi for it to sync. Yeah. Didn't get backed up. So I was really sad. I was like, ah, the memories were the most expensive thing. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So that's crazy, man. So you spent a lot of time over there in Berkeley. So, but I know you play a lot of poker. Yes. That's one of the things I do now. Was it like something you picked up at Berkeley? I think it was actually after I graduated. That one year I was in Hong Kong, one of my uh, Canadian friends, he came to okay. visit. And he was like, yo, David, let's go to Macau. <laughs> I'm like, because like then like I played a lot of blackjack, right? Blackjack's yeah, yeah. easy strategy, right? Wait, and so I'm, are you actually good at it, blackjack? You can't be good at blackjack. Oh, yeah. You, you just be optimal. That's it. Okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah, like if you want to go, like I guess, you know, we can go have a good time, whatnot. Yeah. He's like, oh, like, come play poker with me, right? God damn. And he's like, I, I, need, I need you to buy in for like 5,000 Hong Kong dollars. But I'm like, Grand yeah, that's, like in a sense, right? I'm like, that's quite a chunk of money. Yeah, right? it is. It is. And I'm like, I don't really know how to play poker. Right? <laughs> he's like, okay, David, all you have to do is uh, fold everything unless you have pocket tens or higher. Then oh. put money in there. Is that your strategy? <laughs> that was my strategy. Okay. First game, right? How'd that work out? And then, uh, yeah, I was doing what he said. And then, he he went all in once and then he busted and he was like, Dave, okay, I'll watch you play. Oh shit. And I, I have like a good amount. I have like 3,3500 Hong Kong dollars in my stack. Oh, so you were down like 1,500 at the right. time. Right, and I remember the first big hand I ever won, I had pocket queens. Oh shit. Like some guy raised pre-flop. I'm like, cause now you're like, if you have a really good hand, you're supposed to keep raising, right? But I'm okay. Like, okay, like that, that's a good price. I'll put it in. Okay. And then 
there was nothing on the flop. No more money was put in. And on the turn, there was one more queen. Okay. And then the guy went all in, right? And I'm like, I have three queens. I think this should be good. Oh, fuck. Like, even though 3,000 is a lot of money, but like, I think I have to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy was smiling, right? He was like, oh, you show, right? Yeah. Oh, he showed his tell or whatever? No, no, no. Like, oh. after, like, I, I put in the money. Oh. And he was like, yeah, show, show. What do you have? Okay. And I'm like, is this okay? And then he got so <laughs> fucking pissed. He was like, if you knew how to play poker, you are not supposed to have pocket queens there. Why? I think I think he had, like, two pairs or something, but I have trips. Oh, but why, why shouldn't you have... Because of the way I played the hand. It doesn't oh, make sense for queens to play this way, right? Oh, And I'm see. like, wow, like, like the chips were pushed towards me. I was like scooping them in with two hands. I'm like, this is a good feeling. <laughs> How much did you win that day? Do you remember? It's probably up like not too much. Maybe like 3,000. 3,000 in Hong Kong? Hong dollars, right? So that's a lot. 600 bucks. Like, but like now looking back in terms of the games I played, it's not a lot. Damn. Right? And then so I spent the next two years. I'm like, wow, this is fun. I, I can do this. You know, it's profitable. You can be professional. Nope. Next two years, like I was like down like hundreds, thousands of U.S. dollars playing in the U.S. You were pl- you were down a hundred thousand plus. No, 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 hundreds and thousands of U.S. dollars, not a hundred thousand. Oh, okay, I was no. like, what the like, fuck? Like, if if I was down a hundred thousand dollars, I don't need play poker. I need therapy. I need like <laughs> <laughs> any recovery. But um, yeah. So I'm like, God damn. Well, like it's fun when I went in pot, but like you know, it's expensive. It could be expensive, right? So then, like, you know, I started, like, there's a lot big online community now in poker. Right. Where, like, recreational players, they bring a camera to the casino. Oh, really? They, they like, talk about strategy, like, in their hands that they play. Really? They right. let you film it? I think you ask for permission. Wow. But, um, yeah, there's that. There's also some professional, like, online help. that like, <laughs> online I, paid, help. I paid for a $60 course. Okay. And, yeah, now, like, I still, like, splash around from time to time. But the games, the 2-5 that I play in the U.S. that I really focus on, like, I... I think I've tracked about 20 games right now. And right now I'm about up $7,000. Holy shit. So my goal is to try to get to 10K and then see like where I can go from there. Okay. So splash around means like, just like you mean, is it like a special term or just means like you play around um, different pools? Like, so my main game right now is $2, $5 blinds. Uh, okay. So like this game, I'm like, okay, like I have to play very strategical. I cannot get fancy with this hand. Yeah. But like sometimes I might go down to lower stakes, like one, two. Oh yeah. And just get drunk and just play everything. Right? <laughs> it's not optimal, but you know, yeah. it's having a good time. Yeah, because like I was like, you go to Macau. Macau is like fucking expensive per hand in general, right? It is. Like the blind, like the minimum buy-in is just like one of the higher stakes games in the US. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. like what is it? Like 50 bucks? 500 bucks um, to buy in? Macau, I think it was like 25.50 Hong Kong dollar blinds. Well, that's not bad. It's like five bucks Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But like in the US, like two five, that's already like a pretty I want to say like advanced. But like you wouldn't go to two five if you don't know what you're doing, oh, or it. you're very rich and don't care. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. It's only had a great time there. Then, god damn. Yeah, I mean, like even now, like when I was living in Florida, there were a couple of good poker rooms. I played like three times a week, and right now in LA, there, there's the bicycle, the commerce. You know, I go like once, twice per week. Yeah, you're always telling me you're there. I'm like, you're up again. That's epic. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you thought about doing it professionally then? Playing professionally, uh, a lot of the professionals that we follow, like they're broke. Oh, really? Because sometimes you do everything right, but you just have like massive downswings. Oh, fuck. Yeah. There is variance with your income, but there's no variance with the bills you have to pay. Yeah, I know. For sure. That'll that'll fuck you up. And also, there's no way my parents would agree that I want to be a professional gambler, right? (laughs) It's kind of like a Hong Kong thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's my parents. They're squeaky clean. Like they don't gamble. They don't drink alcohol. Oh, really? just you know try to have like clean normal lives but you have siblings right uh, i have half siblings yeah. you have half siblings do they drink secretly secretly yes i feel like that's like every second or not second but like this past or the previous generation of kids yeah like my cousins like they they, they do everything right? they smoke they don't drink anymore but they smoke they do weed and then they're like don't tell my dad, but they're like in their forties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I'm not going to say anything. Do what the fuck you want. I mean, yeah. like me and my brother, we don't talk that much. Okay. Yeah. But like a lot of times, cause like when we're in Hong Kong, like we use the same driver, right? <laughs> Even though like he lives in a different apartment. Really? And the driver's like, yeah, you know, your brother was at like 12 last night doing this, this, this. Yeah, this guy like, for me, like, fired. If, if I, if I ever want to go to like LKF, yeah, yeah. like I go in a taxi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cause you want to be or low I, key. I take a minibus. Like I, cause whatever, 
I do or wherever I go yeah. with my dad's car, like it, it yeah. would get back to him. Cause like drivers, they like to talk, right? Yeah. Well, like you're not being, you're not being, he's not being paid by you. He's being right. paid by your dad. Right. So, you know, of course he's gonna report to the boss. I mean like whatever my brothers and sisters do, that's, that's their thing. I don't really care. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so but you don't keep in touch with them when you're in Hong Kong? Um, so I have, um, one brother and one sister who right. live in Hong Kong. Right. And then if I'm there, like, you're like every week our family together we'll like we'll have Hang lunch out. and dinner okay yeah. cool but i mean like it's just like a formality you know yeah like yeah. you'll be like they'll be like oh how's it going you know you're like your school your job whatever i'm like yeah it's fine but i don't really have like too much to like ask them myself because right. like i guess like for me growing up they're more like you know like cousins or something like that yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. because we have a pretty big age gap you know okay like, when i was born they're already like adults with their own jobs oh wow also yeah. oh, they're like they were in their 20s at the time so my old right now I'm 26. Right. And my oldest sister, I believe she's 60 years old. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a real age gap. Right. <laughs> like imagine like you're like, you know, like 35, right? You're like, you have your own business or whatever. Yeah, you're doing. And then kid. mom calls like, hey, you got a brother coming. What's up? Yeah. So my family's kind of like that too. Like um, we have a lot of cousins, like 20, 30 cousins. Um, and my oldest cousin, I think she's like 50 something now. Mm-hmm. Like you can't tell. She looks like she's 30 still. Like she has really great genes. And like, but when I was born, she was 20 or so. Right. right. And I'm turning 32 this week. So it's, it's, yeah. Like, like there's an age gap, but I mean, but the difference between, I guess, our family is that we even, we're all kind of like still kind of young in that mindset. Like mm-hmm. we all still like go and talk shit, party and stuff. Like my cousins, like they they kind of do cool stuff, right? Like my cousin does like art stuff, like in the U.S. So he works in like the like the rap scene, and then my other cousin's an entrepreneur, and we'll just talk about that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So it's cool stuff to talk about. But yeah, that, that's that's crazy. That so your your sister is sixty. Yeah. How about your brother? Fifty something. I think. Oh fuck. So, so like the one brother I keep in touch with the most, like he works out of Hong Kong, right? As, in, well, he was in the fashion industry. Now he does his own startup. Okay. But before he was working like Versace, Dior, like Marbells. Yeah. So you had a lot of discounts. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not the type of person that wears those clothes. Oh, right? you don't like it? Okay. But every time for my birthday, like my brother would give me a coupon for like, like a clothing store. I'd walk in. I'm like, I, I can't wear any of this. Is it because it, it like it's, it's too, just the style? It's just it's too, too ostentatious. Yeah. Like too showy. Oh. Like for me, I'm like wearing like, you know, Uniqlo. Like, you like to keep it low key. Yeah. Okay. I don't like spending too much on clothes because I think it's actually my most expensive uh, clothing item is a Canada goose. That like, that, that's functional up. though. That's yeah. functional. You know, you need that. Oh, there's definitely more functional ones at like half the price. That's true. But- you probably get like uh what's that? North, North face. North, yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, fuck. I, I wear one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like clothing wise, like all you need is like a few nice dress shirts and different colors, you know, some nice pants. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like one pair of nice. Actually, even my nice shoes are like pretty bro- tattered and broken. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, like for me, like I, I like to look minimalist. Like I don't mind putting a bit of money into it, but I like to wear like a lot of leather jackets, a lot of like boots, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like those are like pieces you can keep. But like if like someone's saying like, Spend five hundred dollars on a t-shirt or no. something like that. Oh, that's fucking waste yeah. of time. And also, like the past year being in Florida, I missed like a whole year of like wearing like nice jackets and all that. Yeah. So like maybe like this winter I'll be in like a colder climate. I can like you know try try to experiment more. With you that. like that? You like it in the cold in the colder environment? I prefer cold weather over. Well, that's hot the Canadian weather. in you then, yeah. isn't it? Wait, so you were born in Canada first or born in Hong Kong first? I was born in Vancouver. Right. And then I took my first flight when I was 10 days old. Oh, so your parents brought you right back right, right after. Yeah. So you're a birther baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice, I'm, nice, Actually, nice. no, my siblings who live in Canada right now. Okay. Like, I think all of them were born in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's you're like weird. the I inverse. Born in Canada, but like, luckily I was born in Canada. So like I have this option, right? I guess like your parents brought them there first and then they had you and then they're like, well, we have business. So let's go back. Well, actually, no. So my... <laughs> My dad brought his family when he when they were like kids, like okay. like five to ten years old, right to Canada. Oh, and okay. then I guess they grew up there. And right. I think my dad like he flew back and forth from like Hong Kong to Vancouver quite a bit. Nice, because like he was married to like another woman at the time, right? Okay, my sibling's mother. Okay, and then they'd be there, and then my dad like he travels a lot for work. Yeah, yeah. But he's never like really left Hong Kong. Like, oh, that's home, right. Yeah, yeah. But Hong Kong, Hong Kong's a good spot. Like, I mean. 
I guess there's pros and cons. It's small. I feel like you can get bored of it very quickly. Um, like I spent a month there, and by the end of the month, I felt like oh, it's only a few spots you can go to now. Right. It's like, like what ozone or something, or like well, like these high rise towers to party at, and it's like okay, whatever. Also, I think Hong Kong is one of the worst places in the world, like first world cities, to raise a kid. Oh yeah, I, I think so. I think I think growing up there is really really difficult, and I think you'll hate the city life after living there for too long. Yeah, it's yeah. a small bubble. Like even like. The past few years, I've gone back to uh, LKF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like drunk out of my mind. I'm like, hey, I think I went to kindergarten with that kid. I know you. Yeah. I guess there's only so many kids, right? You can only hang with, right? Yeah. I mean, in LKF, it's kind of like, it's kind of an expat territory, right? You're like, well, no I guess, scrubs. like in cities in America, like there are ways to meet like so many different types of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Hong Kong and maybe for other Asian cities as well, there is a big group of the local population you will never meet. Right, like there, right. There is no way for you to meet them. Because, well, it's also because those are like, because Hong Kong is very much like the super poor, the super rich. Exactly. Like here, in growing up in America, Canada, right? You might have gone to elementary or yeah. high school with like some kid that like, you know, they haven't done much with their life. They're like in morons, yeah. but like, you know them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, depending on like which school you went to in Hong Kong, like I You're went to groups. one of like private schools, right? Right, right. Like, like from age five, like you were just segregated off from like the other side of the community right which i think coming from like an asian culture like people don't see the problem with that right yeah yeah yeah. whereas like you know in america and canada people talk a lot about integration you know like if you meet different people from different backgrounds you know you widen your perspectives right yeah in hong kong like i think my dad echoes this a lot like this is the only perspective you need which is what like to, to integrate or not to no integrate? not to integrate oh. it's just like you know just go to a good school you know keep with your people just like meet with these people don't do these things right i mean i, I kind of get that right like uh, like i have some friends i grew up like like how you, you like you like private school in toronto and they like they paid out the asshole for like tuition it was like 40k a year it was like more than university in toronto right. but uh, i mean the network i guess that you build being in those schools does have an effect right for if sure. if like everyone's dad is a ceo you know and you're looking for a job post graduation and your best buddies with this guy's dad, uh, kid, right? This CEO's kid, then yeah, you you have a higher chance of getting that placement than you know someone like me who grew up in like you know middle class, lower middle class, you know, didn't really have a strong network, you know. Like I, I kind of get that mentality. I mean, there's pros and cons to both sides, of course, as always. But uh, no, I see that though, right? Like you're able to kind of like if you want to start a business tomorrow, you know. Who are you gonna raise funding from, right? Like, you know, you're the neighbor next door who doesn't have money either, or no, like literally, if I have a business <laughs> idea, I'm just gonna give one phone call to my dad. It's like, hey, dad, exactly, I need right? money to start a business. I need ten million now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a great life. Yeah, you know? like, I wish I could do that. I just like phone call done. But uh, no, I mean, I, I get that though. Like, it's definitely a different mindset that Canada does not have, right. and I think, but I think America does have that though. America is all about that. I think Hong Kong, which very westernized cultures. I feel Canada stands apart from like, I think England's probably like that too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, right? Because like America, uh, Hong Kong gets a lot of its values from England. Right. And the day, even though it's a Chinese island or whatever you want to call it, um, the values for the last hundred years are still British. Right. And in my mind, like that's how it works. But in Canada, it's, it's kind of like different. <laughs> I don't know about Australia, but Canada is like, no, we should kind of like be more socialist. But I think I heard somebody say before, like if America was like a melting pot of cultures, yeah, Canada would be like a mosaic. Yes. Like people keep their distinct cultures, but like they fit side by side, right? Because like you have like cities like in Ontario, like uh, like Brampton, right? That's like- Brown town. like Brown Like we have that like in Vancouver, Surrey. Surrey, and then yeah. For the Chinese, the Asian people, it's uh, Richmond, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these cities are right next to each other, but like you just go into one of them and then you switch your language like that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of see that. Um, I guess when you mentioned that all the cities are kind of like a mosaic, I can see that when you mean like there's like the Chinese, like Markham is very Chinese. Right. Yeah, Richmond's very Chinese. But I feel like, yeah, you're right. That Asian, that each culture kind of keeps their identity. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the difference between America and Canada is- I agree. Yeah. America, people fight for their identity. Right, like in uh, growing up in Vancouver, like there was not a lot of ethnic tension between the ethnic groups. Like, yeah, a lot of the kids I talked to, like they were Sikh, you know, growing up. Yeah. Whereas, like, 
in a big city like LA, right? Yeah. I can already sense some like hostility between like Asian, Hispanic. <laughs> I don't know. It's they had some wars here actually back the in the 90s. LA riots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was between the Koreans and the black people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I want to say like outward racism, but it just like, you know, there's, it's, it's, I can feel some tension in the air, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't know why though. Like, I, I guess there's some historical turf. It's all about turf. turf right? <laughs> Well, I guess like in Canada, right? Every every group has their own turf or their own city. Yeah, and but. no one really wants to like go over there either. It's like, I don't really want to be in your city. You don't want to be in my city. Just keep it at that. Right. I think it's that kind of mindset. But also, yeah, like, I guess like there's, again, pros and cons. Like I had friends in New York that really care about their identity. Like being Asian was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So like when Crazy Rich Asians came out, one of the guys bought out the theaters for nights on end. I'm like, you're paying for everybody's ticket. He's like, whoever doesn't have a ticket, just let me know. And if I'm not close to you, buy a ticket, send me, I'll Venmo you it. Yeah. <laughs> I was it was like, a good movie, but like- It was yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I guess that's how much people celebrate the culture. And they would have white glove parties for Asians. I'm like, you'll never see that in Toronto. Like dedicated to only, like it's like written on the on like the poster. It's like Asian only- party like well, in LA like some of the clubs in K-Town you know like they're kind of Asian only but like yeah, uh, but I, th- I think yeah I, I think like uh one of the clubs in New York got sued for that so I don't think they can do that anymore so if you want to come in they come in but um yeah I mean I, I get what you mean how like Canada is much more like we're not as assimilated you know right. we, we don't have like true Canadian values like like I'll be honest like if someone's asked me what are Canadian values? I have a hard time defining that. Yeah. Other than, oh, we have Timmy's, we have, you know, I don't know, what else is Canadian? The Austin, Beaver, yeah. you know, like I really don't really just like, no, like America, it's like weapons, guns, <laughs> you know, barbecue, you know, like yeah. stuff like, it's like that. Freedom, like, you know, big ego, like everything's about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I noticed that it is, that's true. Like I was talking to some of like our American friends here and they agree. It's like, yeah, their the assertiveness is all comes off as like a big ego, but it's, it's just being assertive, right? It's like you know really pushing your point. Yeah, and I I, I kind of get that, and that's one thing I don't see in Canada often, and that's why we people think they're rude, like Americans. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, if I think of it that way, I don't think you're rude, but generally <laughs> it's pretty rude. Also, I think people from like. Other countries, like let's say Europe, for example, right? Yeah. Like growing up, like these kids, they speak like three languages at least. They go to so many. Yeah. Countries, right? They have like so many perspectives. But like when an American leaves home, like leaves America yeah. for the first time, travels, they're just like yeah. it's such a huge culture shock, right? Right. But I think like for people like you and I who've like you know traveled around the world, like yeah. culture shock, like it's it's not a shock. It's like it's a wow, it's, it's cool, you know? Yeah. Like like that's it's interesting how other people do things a certain way, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You respect it. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, it's yeah. cool, but like. In America, like that term, they cultured it shock, which yeah. has like a negative connotation, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of see that because like, I think, I'm not sure it was in America or Canada too, but has like very low uh, percentage of people that have passports. Right. So, so like that means they haven't really traveled anywhere, right? You just kind of travel domestically. And I see that in America because there's so many states to go to, right? Every state's a different, sure. different place. Not that you want to go every single state, but every state is kind of its own little domain. Right. Right. So it's kind of like Europe here, you know, in that sense, right? Like you have different countries mm-hmm. all within one union. Yeah. But in the Europe, each state is like a different culture, a different yeah. language, a different yeah, yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. In America, it's, it's like the same, same thing. Kind similar, of. similar, same, same, but different. <laughs> same, same. But um, yeah, you're, you're right. And I, to be honest, I had that culture shock going to, to Korea, going to Vietnam. Not a culture shock, but the first time I ever felt, wow, I don't have a mastery of the language. Like even when I was in China, like I don't really speak Mandarin fluently, but I can get around, I can get by. I have friends that'll get by with me, you know, et cetera. For the first time, me and my friends stood there, we're like, fuck, (laughs) I'm in Vietnam and I have no idea what to do. (laughs) And it's funny, I don't know if he was a Vietnam war veteran or anything. But this white guy with like one leg came out of nowhere. He's just like, hey, where are you guys, where are you guys looking to go? We're like trying to get some food. He's like, all right, that place here, that place. Here. I'm like, getting told by the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, that, that kind of like blew my mind in that sense, right? 
Is there any place you've traveled or like a travel experience that you actually like did not enjoy or felt uncomfortable? Oh man, other than losing my phone, <laughs> um, no, I've been pretty good. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I'm not really an explorer in that sense. Like, I'm not like you know how people have like, oh, I want to hit every single country on my list. Okay. For me, it's about building memories with my friends, right? And it's challenging. Let's say like I, I haven't had a nine to five for years. Mm. Okay, so when I for the first year couldn't travel because you working like 100 hours a week sure. but in year two i was able to travel two months a year which is nice right yeah. like you're gone away for a while but i only go to places where my friends are so it's either gonna be in the u.s and asia and i'll be honest i'm more particular to asia i'd rather go to all the different areas in asia mm -hmm. before saying like oh i really want to go to europe you know like Amafi's beautiful i want to go to england but on the list of priorities it's kind of a bit lower you know what I mean? Like, there's only like so many places you can hit in your lifetime. Yeah, so you've got to choose. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, like it's great if I can just like I know some people just want to whiz by and say they did it. Yeah, but it's not the same as like like I like to learn about the culture by kind of being ingrained in the culture. Yeah. So for me, that that's part of the nightlife, right? You know, how, what people are like when they drink. You know, what they drink. What's what's the spirit they like? You know, what kind of food they go to. Right? I hate tourist traps, stuff like that. How about you? I think because you talk about building travel experiences with yeah. friends, right? Yeah. But for the past few years, most of my travel has been solo. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so do you not like going with people in general, or? I think for me, just like even locally, when you grow up with a group, there's just like so many logistics. Like, if you want to go to a restaurant, right? Like, where do you want to go? Like, how are we gonna get there? When do you want to go? It's just like such a big hassle to me. Right. But like for me, like, like my favorite countries to travel to are Japan and Korea. It's like, yeah, these are the places I need to go. These are the foods I need to eat. And these are things or these are like the ones two people I need to see kind of. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things I've done too much of is like visiting the same big cities. Yeah, you know, I think I'm guilty of that too. A, a really cool thing would be like you're talking about like trying to learn like local culture. Right. But like not I'm not even thinking about the local culture in that city. Mm -hmm. And let's say wouldn't it be cool to like just like fly to Kenya and like live with like the Maasai tribe for like a couple of days. You actually thought about this. Because I have no idea what that tribe is. <laughs> it's like the, the tribe that like herds antelopes and deers. So it's just like living in a hut with like those people, right? But that would be an experience. Right. Yeah. So is that is that, a, is that on your bucket list, I guess? Maybe not that specifically. But right. like I think one of my goals is to at least travel to one place. Right. Where going in, I feel a level of discomfort. Okay. You know? So I'm going to push your boundaries a little bit. Right. And obviously, like, there are, like, way too dangerous countries, you know, <laughs> Iraq, North Korea, and all that. But, like, maybe somewhere, like, in South America, right? It's a little bit dangerous. But, like, if you know some locals, you know, it would be a really good experience. Yeah, I, I've, uh, when I was at Scotiabank, we, because Scotiabank owns banks down there. They've been some kidnappings. <laughs> some ransoms that went on. But I would love to check out Brazil. Yep. Brazil's fun. Uh, Colombia. Actually, no, Colombia first. <laughs> uh, I'm told it's a, it's a good time there. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really have a bucket list like people do. You just go day by day, year I, by year. Yeah, I, I hate to say it. I just go with the flow. You know, like for me, I like to see people that I know and then build my network that way. I'm very like organically. Yeah. You know, like uh, clearly, you know how to build a network in LA. <laughs> hey, basically, the past three weeks, everybody I met has been through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just like it just snowballs. And I, 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 that's one thing I really liked about LA that I've learned actually is um, a lot of our friends would tell me like you can just call one person, mm. and then somehow you'll end up with twenty people in right. LA. In Toronto, I can't do that. I call one person. I'm begging the other person, come, come, please, come join us. And here it's like, I remember we went up to Terracotta. I don't know if you were with us that night. Were you with us that night? Maybe you were. Parts of it, probably. Probably. So we went out and I'm standing in line and I turn around, oh shit, it's Masa. And then right. behind him, it's only like 10 people. I was like, oh wow. We started with like, like I had no plans until like 1045 when we were going to Terracotta. It's like three of us. And then all of a sudden there's 20 of us. I was right. like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, same for me. Like last time we hung out, yeah. we were, I think last weekend, right? Yeah. I went to that uh, rooftop bar in um, downtown LA. Oh, EPLD. Right. Right. And then the person I went with, that was actually the first time I met them in person. Yeah. So basically uh, my best friend, Albert, he met this guy at some place, but Albert was out of town and he told him to hit me up. He's like, uh -huh. okay, I'll come pick you up at the apartment nice. and then we'll go with some people. Wow. We're there, you know, we meet people. 
And then we're about, I, I told him like, oh, I think I have some friends at like Mama Line or something. And he's like, yeah, let me give you a ride, right? Oh, nice. And then um, on the way out, we bumped into like some two random dudes coming in. And then they were like, oh, how's this place? You know, we started talking and they're like, yeah, it's fun. But like the drinks are really expensive. Yeah, we'll probably go to K-Town and party. Yeah. And then he's like, and then the guy was like, do you want to come with us? Yeah. So like just organically, like even if you don't know somebody before, like you just meet that many more people. Like that that's the thing. I feel like. I feel like the U.S. and L.A., even New York gets a bad rep, but people here are actually really fucking nice. And I think they're nicer than Canadians. I, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Like one of the guys that I'm trying to do a business deal with, I met him in a parking lot six, seven years ago. What type of business are you doing there? No, no, no. Like, like we, just, we were just like, me and my, my buddy Julian and I just landed and like it was our last call. We're like, fuck, it's our last call. We're just like in a parking lot, like just like yelling at strangers. Hey, they're like, What's up? We're like, we want to party. They're like, well, what do you want to do? We're like, fuck, we didn't think that far. <laughs> and they're like, we're like, drink. They're like, okay, get in the car, come with us. All right. And we did. <laughs> what would your mother say? <laughs> oh, oh, she would not be improved. She would not be a, like approval at all. And so, yeah, we went to some random back room and we had karaoke and it was fun. And we're still friends. We're still friends with those guys. And it's great. I mean, like that that's the most craziest thing about LA is that random people will be your friend. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm sure there is always like the, like the shittier parts, the shittier crowds, like the sycophants and all that. But for the most part, I think it's a fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, I, like I love it here. You can't do that anywhere else, I feel. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure in Toronto, if I yelled at somebody, hey, I want a party, they're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking, like if I'm in Hong Kong, right, and I'm like in a taxi yeah. line, just like, hey, like where are we going? Let's go party, you know? I'm David. Nice to meet you. They, they would like, give you a lot of shit. Like, like, so much, yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, something's up. Because like it's just that's not acceptable in like the mainstream culture. Also, yeah, yeah, I feel like first gen or 1.5, which is like if you're born there and you came here. Yeah. Those that type of mindset is a little different than people that were born here. Like you're an Asian person born here, I think you're a bit more friendlier overall. Sure, yeah. Like you're a bit more giving. Like I was just told recently, my friend was in Croatia, and she she said that um, there was a group of, of like LA people, yeah, uh, that was on a boat. I don't, I don't know if they're fobs or not, but they were the least friendliest boat in, at, at Yacht Week. <laughs> and least I was friendliest like, boat. least friendliest. Apparently, the whole Yacht Week hated them. I was like. Wow, that's, it's hard to get like every culture to hate you. <laughs> but they just kept themselves, you know, they weren't friendly, they weren't giving, you know. And I guess that, like, that's the culture that they, they want to have, I guess, in that kind of environment, right? But yeah, man, like that, that's, that's crazy. But thank you, David, for uh, coming on our show today. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Man. Yeah, man. It was great cool. talking to you. Yeah. Actually getting to know you because yeah. technically this is our first time hang out together like just a normal hangout sober no degeneracy not yet yeah. not yet it's it's uh what time is it it's four so that means we could get there we could, yeah. <laughs> but yeah thank you man hopefully uh well i'll definitely see you this weekend sure, but yeah. but definitely thank you for coming on and uh appreciate your time man yeah thank you all right thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week cheers <laughs>